What's going on, everyone? Welcome to our eighth installment of the podcast of the galaxy. I am here with Jared. Hello, everyone. Jared, how's your how's your weekend been? It's been pretty good. I'm, it's been pretty good, especially with the new episode of Falcon the Winter Soldier out. It's been even better. Yep, absolutely. So uh, Jared basically just hinted at it. We are going to be discussing episode two of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, but before that, we do have a spoiler warning for you. So if you have not yet watched Falcon and Winter Soldier Episode 2, uh, I suggest going back and watching it before you come on because uh, we don't want to spoil it for you. So, um, yep, as always, just a little spoiler warning there. Uh, and then we're going to go into our initial thoughts as usual. So, uh, Jared, what, what did you think about this episode? Uh, as usual with Marvel, I thought it was pretty good. Um, a lot of plot development, and uh, we got introduced to some new characters. We will talk about them later. But it was it was very interesting. There was a lot of good good character development in it. We learned more about a lot of the characters that we didn't know any of, and we got introduced to one of my favorite characters, I think, that is going to be the series, which is Zemo, which we will talk about in a little bit. What do you think, Ron? Yeah, so um, I agree with a lot of what you just said. The character development, certainly um, interesting and certainly some exciting character developments. Um, I thought I did think it was a up from the first episode. Definitely uh, more action, I feel like. And uh, like, you know, more plot points that are going to be introduced um, and set up to be resolved later in the show and yeah so definitely some cool moments in the show as well so and i'm gonna dive into the first topic here because this is one of the biggest themes i found at least for the second episode um super soldiers uh definitely a lot of super soldier talk and definitely gonna be seeing more of a lot of super soldier talk going forward um we basically have the flag smashers involved with the super soldiers serum you know we have uh, a new organization that was introduced called the power brokers or like the power broke power broker organization uh we have isaiah bradley who got introduced for the first time uh so certainly a lot to talk about regarding super soldier stuff. Uh, Jared, what was the biggest part in your opinion regarding the super soldiers? Um, well, there's actually two for me. One is obviously the one, the more prevalent one, which is the uh, flag smashers, how all of them are a group of super soldiers looking to return the world and the government to the way it was before or during the blip. That was a very interesting thing. We got some development on there. Obviously, Captain America, I, I mean, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier both, um, you know, got kind of their, it kind of got beaten up on the on the top of those two uh, semi-trucks there. Uh, it was a very, that was a very good fight scene. Uh, Captain America, or Captain America, I will say that with apprehension because I don't really like it. So um, John Walker and his buddy Lamar Hoskins uh, hopped in there, and they all got beaten up. But 
So it's going to be very interesting to see because they're obviously very powerful. We should definitely not underestimate them. Um, obviously, anyone with a super serum, we should not underestimate. But then um, Isaiah is another one that I am very, very interested in. Isaiah is another super soldier that was around when Bucky was around. And Bucky knew him. He brought um, Falcon to see him. And Falcon never knew about him. So it's it's very interesting. I mean, I, I pointed out to Rowan that he he was aging much faster than Bucky was aging. And I was very confused about that. It could be something with cryosis and how Bucky was put into cryosis when he wasn't on missions. But there's a lot of interesting things that's going on on with Super Soldiers this episode. How about you, Ron? Yeah, so I am intrigued. I, I obviously... Isaiah Bradley is an intriguing character and I do want to see more of him because I feel like we just scratched the surface of his character and I hope that he does show up more in this series or potentially later down the road. Um, But for me, the power broker, um, we really don't know a lot about him or them because all, all I know, like, I did some background research about it and stuff like that. It is an organization and, you know, they obviously had super soldier, super soldier serum. Um, That's hard to say a a lot, but um, I feel like they were the person or the people that sent the text to Carly. She is the leader she is the leader of the Flag Smashers. Um, she received a text in the show saying, um, "You uh, took." It was something similar to like, "You know, you took what was ours. I, I am going to kill you for that, or something like that." So clearly, a message sent to the Flag Smashers, and there is reason to believe that it was the Power Broker who sent that message, because of the fact that they were referenced by the flag smashers afterwards. So um, I, I, it, do, it does intrigue me that their names or their name is be, I mean, like I said before, we don't know if it's an organization full of people. We don't know if it's somebody um, that is somebody, but if it, you know, regardless, I feel like it is interesting to point out that the power broker is going to be an interesting subject. Um, could end up being one of the biggest, um, I feel like, villains going into this series outside of Zemo. Um, I feel like, because I do feel like there are evil intentions with the Power Broker. The Power Broker doesn't necessarily scream, uh, you know, good guy or good guys to me. But uh, like I said, it is interesting. And I am looking forward to seeing, uh, to uh, hearing more, and seeing more about the power broker. So, um, yeah. Outside of that, I also did want to touch on a subject of whether the John Walker and his partner—I'm just going to call him Battlestar—are um, going to have, are going to end up taking the super soldier serum. So, do you want to talk about that, Judd? Uh, sure. Now, I, I have been thinking about this a little. Uh, obviously, right now, no, none of them have it because they would be able to go toe-to-toe with the Super Soldiers, but they kind of got thrashed. 
And I think that they will get a little greedy as they have been getting. We saw his ego getting in the way of him being logical with him saying to Falcon and Bucky to get to get out of his after being all friendly to them. So obviously he doesn't deal with not being listened to well. He's very angry at them. But I think that if he really does get angry and he starts to say, you know, well, I'm going to take this in my own hands, I'll pull some strings and get his hands on the super serum to give himself a fighting chance. He's obviously a very, very talented person right now. Not a very talented personality. He's very, very just not likable for me, at least. I ha- I have heard some people like him. That's just not for me. Um, but I think that, yeah, there's a possibility that he could get his hands on the super serum and do some damage with it. Yeah. Um, before I get into that, I, I, I also agree with you. And I am a little confused on why Pete, because some people do like him. I have read this. Some people like him. Um, not really supposed to be a likable character. I will tell you that right now. Um, clearly, at the end, when he's like, well, you know what? Then stay the hell out of my way. Right. Um, it's certainly that's like t- not a good yet. Like, that's not a good thing to say to anybody. And to two superheroes that have been in the game longer than he has, it's certainly, certainly not a, you know, nice guy move. But um, regarding the Super Soldier Serum, I do think that the Super, uh, that serum is going to be the way that he basically turns into this more of a villainous character. I'm not going to go out and call him a big villain or like just this all around bad guy. Um, but I certainly think that he could perform more um, questionable ways when, you know, his, I feel like, you know, his ego is there. He has an ego. I feel like when his ego starts to get the better of him, when he starts to become more arrogant, I agree with you. I think that he is eventually going to take the super soldier serum or, uh, or like steal it potentially. And, you know, things are going to get out of hand. Um, clearly he's not going to be Captain America by the end of the series. I mean, I could tell you that. I think that's one thing that we can say. So, you know, the way to do that is to turn him more into a villainous character that uh, Sam and Bucky can eventually, uh, like, conquer or something like that. So, um yeah, outside of that, do you have any more on John? I, actually, but before that, not to mention, I definitely think that. Do you think that John Walker knows something about the power broker, or do you think that he has some association with the power broker? Um, I don't know a ton about the power broker. I did a little uh, hectic research on him beforehand. Yeah, but overall, I think that he could. I think he has connections in the government now that he has his role as Captain America or pseudo Captain America, I would say. So I think he could. Um, and, and also as a way to have access to the Flag Smashers, he might end up collaborating or he might already be collaborating to actually get back at the Flag Smashers. So there, there is very well a possibility. I don't think right now I have enough information to really make a conclusion on that. But there, there's really a possibility for everything right now. I don't think that he does right 
now, but in the future to to gain leverage for uh, on the flag smashers, I think he could. Yeah, well, I asked you that because it's interesting to see if there's potential for him to like you know access have access to the power broker organization through the government to see if he can get hands under the super soldier serum or if he does have connections already. So, I mean, just certainly interesting to be brought up. So, um, other than that, we are going to leave the super soldiers topic. But um, do you have anything else to cover on that? Um, Not really. I think that we covered everything that has to do with super soldiers this time. The only thing was, is that what do you think about the aging thing with uh, Isaiah? I mean, you don't really have to give a, you know, a con- concrete con- conclusion about it. I just think that it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I do think you bring up a good point in that it is um, confusing because obviously super soldiers, you know, it, it's hard to tell whether or not, because we haven't really been exposed to a lot of them. Um, the difference the the reason why I think that it could be because of the fact that, you know, Bucky was asleep for a long time, or maybe not as long as Captain America, but Captain America, for example, was asleep for a long time. And uh, maybe Isaiah Bradley was not this, that was not put to, like, you know, that was not going through a process where he had, his body had to shut down for a while. So, uh, it could be because of that and that he could experience uh, old age because of that fact. But, I mean, it's certainly interesting to uh, wonder about. I don't think – I will say that I don't think it's a plot point that Marvel missed. I don't think it's a detail that has been not really addressed. I do think that it either um, – it, it might be addressed later on. But I certainly think that Marvel knows why that is happening, why why they want to make him older as a super soldier. So, I mean, yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think regarding Isaiah Bradley. So, um, but but now we are going to talk about uh, the guy who officially made his introduction, well, reintroduction, I should say, in the Falcon the Winter Soldier. He was at the very end of the show. His name is Zemo. So, and I, I did like his introduction. I don't know about you. I thought that was with the music going on and stuff like that and him just lifting his head. I thought that was pretty cool. And it, it does show that he is going to be a big character regarding ending the show on that note. So what do you think about uh, Zemo's introduction? Uh, I think... He- Zemo is going to be a really, really interesting character. I thought that from the beginning, actually. He's, I've always been pretty fascinated with Zemo. Obviously, he almost tore apart the Avengers by not even touching them. He's incredibly intelligent. And I think that he is going to use his cunningness against uh, Falcon and Bucky and use like kind of a leverage to get out of prison in which he will, you know, use that as a route to become a main villain in this and kind of achieve his dream of complete elimination of superheroes. Yeah, so I definitely think it's interesting, though, that 
before we were introduced to him again that Bucky and Sam were talking about how, like, well, we're going to go see the guy. Um, so it makes me think that in the beginning, at least, I mean, the guy is a villain, so I don't think he's going to just turn into a good guy. But I think that he is going to do something to help. I will predict, I mean, I don't, we don't really know a lot, but I will predict that it is he is going to help Falcon in, in the Winter Soldier, at least in the beginning. I think it is going to be a way also for him to like escape and not go back to jail and start going on his villainous ways again, though, and going through with his mission, like you said, of because we saw in the trailer how he was like, I have no uh, superheroes must not be allowed to exist. I have no intention of leaving my work unfinished. That is, I mean, that doesn't really seem like he's going to be helping Falcon and Winter Soldier for that long. But, um, but there's still a lot of mystery regarding like this final scene. Like we don't know how the interactions are going to go, which is, I actually really am excited for episode three because we are going to be like seeing more of their interactions and seeing Zemo's next steps. I mean, we do know that he gets the mask, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So, um, other than that, do you have any other things about Baron Zemo? Um, the only other thing I have is that he is, um, he's very interesting in that he's not super similar to how he was in the comic and how he, he's not like a physical superhero, which is very interesting. So, a lot of the superheroes we've seen all rely on their physical strength. And I'm glad that they're having a super villain that is relying on his cunningness because he obviously can't outperform a lot of these people physically, but he can mentally. And that's what he did with the Avengers. What do you think about them adding that layer of a complete, a villain that completely like defies the past usage of villains in Marvel? Well, I mean, like, you know, you had Thanos, right, who who was a titan, and he literally had it, almost everything in, in just one glove and the power and, st- and stuff like that, and he was truly unstoppable. You know, you had, um, you, you had Red Skull, who was more of like, I, I w- he was like more of a soldier type guy, you know, I, you had, uh, I'm just trying to think of more villains here. You had, there's a lot of them. Eric Killmonger from Black Panther. He was a fighter. You know, you had Hela. She was, she was like more of a witch. Who who was very powerful. So the thing that I, the the thing that connects them all together is that they are like you know, strong, and like you know they are powerful in order to defeat. And it will be hard. It was hard for the heroes to defeat them. The thing about Baron Zemo is that I think Marvel wanted to get the point across is that you don't need to have powers or you don't need to have this athleticism uh, in order to do like do some damage as a villain. You could, it could be all from the mind. And I think that is what, what Zemo is, has truly mastered 
you know, he uses more of his mind rather than his f- physical uh, physique or because he's not really that powerful physically, but I feel like he is powerful mentally. And he, you know, he, uh, we've talked about this before. He used his mind and, you know, he used his words to tear the, tear the Avengers, almost tear the Avengers apart in Civil War. And it wasn't necessarily hands-on. So I think that if Marvel, I think Marvel introduced Zemo in the beginning because they, it, they wanted a new uh, type of villain who wasn't necessarily uh, similar to the rest. So what what do you uh, do? You have I, anything? I, I completely agree that it's nice that they are including more variation in the villains. That they're just not these big brutes. That they are very cunning and divisive in what they do, and obviously that can prove to be more dangerous than anything. Pitching heroes against each other at every possible way from just mental manipulation. Simple mental manipulation can sometimes be more powerful than anything Thanos could do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you're very right on there. Um, but we should we should probably go more on to like Bucky and Sam, right? Because we haven't talked about Bucky and Sam a lot this episode. And there, <laughs> there is a lot to say about them. Yeah, I know. So um, their relationship is certainly... Uh, I'll I'll let you start it off here so that you um you can say some stuff on them, but I I will start it off with their relationship and that their relationship was explored. Um, I I definitely wouldn't say that they one hundred percent like each other, but um, regarding their relationship, what do you think? Well, obviously, as you said, they are not too fond of each other right now. They seem to joke around a lot, which is nice. I mean, that's in every Marvel movie. But they're they're obviously, hopefully, at least going to come into their own shells and become more of, you know, buddy-buddy and friends. Not completely, but I think that they're going to develop a good, a much better rapport with each other over time. Because I hope that they aren't just bickering the entire season. Because that would just be very unfortunate. But hopefully we see their relationship develop further and further. We obviously got introduced to Bucky as the White Wolf, which is nice. I don't know how that will develop. Uh, I didn't do a ton of research on that. I, I, I think that that is not going to have a huge prevalence. He might come into that kind of persona and shy away from this, you know, Bucky and go into a white wolf as falcon is falcon and just get more of a rapport as you know the white wolf but i I don't really know how that's gonna go what about you ron what do you think about uh bucky and falcon's relationship right now so uh yeah i definitely think that you're right and that it would be kind of useless for their relationship to like um nothing happened to relationship and both they both leave and like never talk to each other again, that sort of deal. I definitely feel like it is going to be something where they start to establish more of a relationship, uh, a positive one and both realizing that, you know, this is what Steve would have wanted us working together. You know, um, we need to make him proud and stuff like that. We, and we need to like, we, we need to work together. So I definitely feel like their relationship is only going to get better. Um, 
I, it I, is interesting. I'm glad that you yeah, pointed that out. I'm glad that you pointed that out, that they have a common interest of upholding what Steve wanted and what, you know, Steve really um, thought they were going to be. Because Bucky had that emotional moment where he pointed out, like, if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. And so I think that they both now share the common interest of, oh, we have to really do what Steve expected us to do. We have to uphold his expectations. Yeah. And and that's a good point because of what they said in the uh, couples like <laughs> couples therapy session, which I did. I, I actually just to go a little off topic, I didn't really understand that. That was one of my biggest confusing points, and there weren't really a lot of them. It, it's just like I don't know. I don't understand how it went from like Bucky getting out of uh, get getting out of the police station, and then. Um, Sam being brought in to start couples therapy, it certainly was one of the more confusing moments. But regardless of that, um, back to their relationship, I definitely think, yeah, you're right in that in order for them to achieve what Steve would have wanted, I definitely think they need to get along towards the end of the series and start to become more friends. And just for their own benefits. I mean, ju- not even because of Steve. Just because, like, take Bucky, for example. Bucky is nobody right now. Steve was his only best friend. Steve's gone. You know, Buc- Bucky has really has no one buddy right now. And he kind of needs that friendship. And he kind of needs that support. And I feel like Falcon should give that to him by the end of the series. So that they can be um, better friends. So, um, yeah, are there any other thoughts on their relationship? Um, not really. I think they covered it pretty well. Yeah. And, and regarding what you said about the White Wolf, that is also interesting. And there, I do feel like there's a chance that this series, like, you know, I do feel like there's we, – we've been saying this for the beginning of the podcast last week. This is probably going to be a way to get the shield and the Captain America mantle onto Sam. But regarding what happens with Bucky, um, him becoming officially turning into the White Wolf as his new persona, as his hero, I feel like that's an option, considering the fact that, you know, he shouldn't really be associated with the Winter Soldier anymore, because that was in the past. He was brainwashed. He did some horrible, horrible things as the Winter Soldier. So if he wants a fresh start, new hero, he wants to turn things around, um, I could certainly see him going into that white wolf hero form. So just just as a little uh, response to your white wolf comment there. So um, yeah, but what do you think? What do you think about Falcon and him becoming potentially Captain America? I think that it would be stupid for Marvel not to go that direction. They really only have two directions. It is to give up the Captain America persona and kind of put it away or have Falcon embrace it. It's pretty much the only two directions I can see this going. I feel like it would be stupid if they didn't have Falcon do it. He's such an iconic character. And Falcon is such a character that went from this very minor Marvel character to being a mainstream character so quickly. It seemed like just a little bit ago, he was having a a fight with Ant-Man in 
a, a long time ago. And now he's just, he has his own show. So I think mm-hmm. that he's going to eventually embrace that Captain America lifestyle. Even after what he said is that, you know, the shield doesn't feel like his. I feel like the development that he'll have during the show will, you know, change his feeling towards that and, you know, not kind of make him accept it. But over time, I think he'll accept it. And we will have a new Captain America by the end of this series. And some people may just not feel that way. And I I just don't really get why Marvel wouldn't. It is a perfect opportunity for them. Sam seems like a great candidate for Captain America. And obviously, it would be just nice to have a switch up. Captain America has been such a long-running character. And now that he's out of the picture, to just give up that just iconic... Even just the shield is iconic. But as we said before in the first episode, I don't want him to fully embrace the Captain America lifestyle. I want him to be kind of a sort of fusion between the two. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, like what you said, um, one of the only potential options here towards the ending, like it's not just going to be heroes facing villains and then heroes conquering the villains and then game over. No, that's not really, that's really anticlimactic. Um, I, I definitely feel like the end game to this has to be a new Captain America being created and none of that John Walker crap. <laughs> just, you know, um, Sam fully taking on the mantle of Captain America. Um, and like, your other option you said was basically giving up the shield. He already did that. Him to do that again and or for that to be done again would kind of be like blah. Right? You need you need you need a new symbol. Um and Sam will give you that. And I I definitely feel like this story is going to be, be about how he realizes that the only pl- safe place that the shields is in is in his hands and it really can't be to anybody else in anybody else's hands because that's not trustworthy. You know, it's, he doesn't trust anybody else. So, um, he didn't even trust himself, but he will eventually start to trust himself. I feel like, and take up that shield because, um, we know that John, I mean, John Walker is not going to be Captain America by the end of the series. That is, I would say, I mean, you're welcome to disagree, but I would say that is fairly obvious. So I definitely feel like um, Sam taking that mantle from more of a, um, from John Walker, who's more of a egotistical type character, um, is the way to go. So um, other than that, um, we are nearing the end of this podcast but jared before we get to that do you have any other final thoughts um well i think that we haven't really gone over the flag smashers enough i wanted to bring attention to how they've already lost one of their members how do you think that's going to play out because obviously wherever they're going they do have harboring but they're getting found out one after another and they can't keep sacrificing each time how do you think that's going to play out and how do you think they're going to evolve you know, I honestly think regarding the Flag Smashers, I honestly don't think they're going to be... I don't know. It's hard to say 
part of me feels like they're going to realize what what they're doing is wrong and or the leader at least what she's doing is wrong and she fully needs to accept the fact that the world i mean the world is in better hands now that it's not in the blip because the world is a happier place and i feel like she needs to her end game in this show is to truly understand that and to get into and what's going on with the flag smashers because i don't think i i I truly don't think that there is going to be an end game for them or a, or a, like, I would be confused if they were to just be these characters that all like get arrested or stuff like that, or all like, you know, all of them die. I don't feel like that's, that's going to be the point. I, I, I could be wrong though. Um, but I don't think that the Flag Smashers are, like, you know, depicted as these horrible, horrible people. I feel like, you know, I understand the message that that they're trying to send. Well, I don't, I don't support it. I understand it, though, in that in some aspects, there is a chance that they're right and that they the world had better aspects to it um, when the blip happened. But, I mean, obviously the world is better when the blip doesn't happen. And I think that they need to realize that. So, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I agree that they're going to figure out that, you know, they can't just preserve that, you know, the government coming together. Because I'm pretty sure that is what they're trying to symbolize, is that the government came together, there was more peace in the world. But that's yeah. just not realistic. Um and what they're trying to do, you can I can see a noble prospect to it, but that's just not going to happen. And now with now with there's so many parties after them, I don't think that they can hold up what they're doing. And eventually mm-hmm. they're going to realize what they what they've been doing. I don't think they're just going to go down by like getting arrested, as you said. But it's going to be weird to see them evolve from this because they aren't invincible, as we saw. One of them has already died from just getting raided. Just getting just getting their hideout raided. One of them has already died. They had to sacrifice themselves to get out. Uh-huh. Um, so it's go- they're, they're not invincible, and they're not as sneaky as they think they are. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this goes on. But we definitely should not underestimate them in this series. Well, I do want to see more of the character, uh, the leader of the Flag Smashers, because I think she's an interesting character. I definitely think that, you know... Um, and considering the fact that she you know, threw John Walker in a car, I do sort of appre- appreciate the fact that she did that. Because uh, for those of you who don't know by now, listening, I'm just not a fan of John Walker. Period. <laughs> but I definitely feel like you know they're not necessarily outright evil people, like I just said. Um, and they're not even the main antagonists either. We clearly know that they're not going to. They are more of secondary. Um, characters, or maybe to be honest, on the third level too. I mean, because there are a few um, evil forces at play here, and I feel like they're just going to be more of these th- uh, third level villains who eventually start to become more of people who realize what they have been doing is r- wrong. I and you know, I don't really. 
I, I don't know if this is – I'm just speaking of what I believe is going to happen. I don't know if this is truly going to be the direction that they head in, but I just feel that way. So um, any other thoughts about that? Um, I, I don't know if they'll be tertiary villains, like, you know, third third-ranked villains. Yeah. But I think that they're kind of being used as a distraction from the real villains, as we saw with S.H.I.E.L.D., and WandaVision. I don't think well, it'll be the same at all because it's like not similar at all in the style of the story. But I don't think they'll be tertiary villains. I think they'll probably be secondary villains. Uh, right after people like Zemo, um, they're they're gonna take place. But they, they're we definitely still shouldn't underestimate them. They're definitely still powerful, yeah. as we saw with like Red Wing. And um, my mom was super shocked when she killed Red Wing. She doesn't know a lot about Marvel, but. Um, it's, it, it, I mean, that's really the best I can say is that we shouldn't underestimate them, but also we shouldn't expect a ton. Well, yeah, I should probably address, because I realize now after saying it, third level villain probably doesn't make a lot of sense. I do think they're powerful and they are a force to be reckoned with. Do, don't, don't get me wrong. But I, I said third because I don't feel like they're the, they're the main attraction in terms of like they're not the the uh, Agatha Harkness of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I feel like that is Baron Zemo, and I and I kind of put them behind John Walker too because I do feel like John Walker is going to take more of this villain role. So I just I just said th- I, I shouldn't even I shouldn't even say third, but I I do think they are gonna like the eyes will not be one hundred percent on them. Um, in the future episodes. I feel like that's where Zemo and John Walker are going to come in and stuff like that. So, are there... Um, outside of that, um, is there anything else, Jared? Not really. Um, I'm glad that we did a little more on them because I think that they des- do deserve to be covered. Yeah. I, they, are a good, they are a powerful force and it will be interesting to see how they are handled because, like I said... I do like the leader so far. I think she has an interesting. I I do hope we get a backstory to her too. I am hoping for some kind of flashback to to how this group was created. So uh, uh, that'll be interesting. But um, we are going to wrap it up here. So um, we we do thank you again for tuning into this podcast. Um, Jared, is there any other final thoughts to listeners? Um, no, just stay safe and have a nice night. Yep. Thank you. Thank you all for uh, tuning in and uh, we will see you next week.